again this week on Prequel Sequel Remake. On my ha- the hairs on my neck stand up because I am frightened. Back off, Treptimus! I'm packing! Things that don't belong. Bogus. The bogeys. <laughs> good, good. Don't miss Prequel Sequel Remake. Cackle. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 fucking jungle. So, some movies shouldn't exist. Let's pretend they do. I'm Peter Hunter. I'm Desmond Corpse. And I'm Shock Fang You. And welcome to Prequel Sequel Remake Halloween Edition Ex- Part 2. Extreme. Extreme. Extreme Beach Volleyball. Yeah. Um, We're throwing the candy at you. You got a candy cannon. Yeah. You want your almond joy? Have it. Yeah, it's not trick or treat. It's trick, treat, and threat. And you want this your, is a threat. You want your fucking red almond joy? The other one? Hey, mounds. <laughs> Have it. Take it, bitch. You want want a fucking macaroon? It's yours. You want a fucking coconut? Climb up the fucking tree and get it yourself. Unwrapped, unwrapped, sticky mint. God, what was eat at the bottom of the bottom? Yes, of your it's fucking always bucket. at the bottom. <laughs> what were the like? There's the yellow box, and they're full of these tiny gummy things that like just had no flavor and got stuck in your teeth. Jujubees. Jujubees. Yeah. I always had those left. It was Jujubees and Smarties. And Smarties are fine. Milk you, duds. It becomes too much very quickly. I mean, I, you're, you're, milk duds stuck behind your molars and pull both yeah. of them out. Ah. You're, you're right about like them ah. being stuck in your teeth. But I would. Yeah. Jujubees definitely have flavor. Not it's like me. a. It's, but it's a slight. It's yeah, it's a, they're yeah. an older candy. It's, I feel like they were didn't go as gun ho with the uh, yeah. artificial flavors it's a, back it's, then. It's a fine flavor, and this podcast is fine art. Fine art podcast brought yeah. to you by In Living Terror, uh, by PrequelSequelRemake.com podcast. This is what you're listening to. This is why you're here. Um, so Desmond. What is this podcast about? Well, we take movies that have not had prequel sequels or remakes, and we make them up and deliver them and pitch them here to you. But not until we've discussed said film. Exactly. And what's our film today? Well, since this is the 10th episode of, um, this will be the end of season two, as I would say, uh, I would say it. Um, this is another installment of Garbage Mountain. Here's a big old garbage mountain, and it smells like rotten eggs. Its scores are drenched in ethanol, and the plots ain't got no legs. And it's full of shitty movies, VHS and DVDs. Oh, I want to go see Garbage on the TV, where the actors are bad and the writing is sad. The effects are shit. It's a total piece of shit. It's a big old garbage mountain. Where we take... Is that what we called it? Yeah, we called it Garbage Mountain. I don't remember that, but uh, I like it. Uh, Big old Garbage Mountain. Where we take something from the pile of countless terrible DVDs we all own. Or VHS. Or VHS is true. Um, And we talk about that. And this week, we're talking about Scott... We're not talking about Scott. We're talking about Matthew Blackheart, Monster Smasher. What? You've never heard of this movie? Why? It's simply only the... Uh, what's it all about, Desmond? In the big rock garbage mountain. All the movies fucking suck. Hey. We gotta think of that. Oh, man. Well, yeah. No, I'll just... 
I'll just do it. Just do it, yeah. <laughs> do it, Scott. Yeah. Future Scott. Future Scott is Not the on same it. future Scott and future Peter who visited this is us a slightly, last week. Yes. And we want to, you know, shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this is a, a not so far in the future, Scott. This is like a... And then the other one is like a future 2.0. Yeah, like... And, and you know, that we don't one, even know. The one in that future, yeah. you know, we've taken up yelling and Desmond is dead in that future. So, you know, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. I've always said I want to die before I'm 35, so... Yeah. <laughs> you know. Tick, tick, talk. Kill me. How's all those uh, <laughs> crapping in the, the buckets and bowls going? Uh... We'll, we'll get into it later. Yeah, the we'll carpet, as far as my carpet's concerned, yeah, we'll get into it later. Um, um, so Matthew Blackheart, Matthew Art Black, Matthew Blackheart, Monster Smasher. This 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 um blo- this season's Garbage Mountain pick. Uh, this movie absolutely sucks. I'm just gonna get that out of the way. Yeah. But moving on, Matthew Blackheart, Monster Smasher, 2002. You wouldn't think it was 2002. No. Directed by Eric Canuel. 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 Eric's, I don't know. I really, I don't fucking care. Eric C. Yeah, call him Eric C. Eric C. Uh, Mr. That's C. What I, that's what I always call him. <laughs> Joe McCluskey. That's what, and Mr. Strawberry. That's what the film guys call him. He's Eric C. Yeah. Yeah, the Matthew yeah, Blackheart guy. Yeah, I know him. You Eric know, when they're talking about him on set, they're like, oh, yeah, Eric is great. You know, just refer to him by his fucking first name. Me and Bobby De Niro. Yeah, oh my Bobby. God. Bobby's Aww. great. Starring Bobby Bogue. <laughs> Robert Bogue. <laughs> uh, Christopher Heyerdahl and Jay Baruch. Shell. As a youngster, very really young, young Jay Baruchel. He's really about young. 20 in this. Yeah. Um, but uh, the basic synopsis in this most likely failed TV pilot, an accidentally frozen super soldier from World War II awakens in modern New York to stop the evil Dr. Mortis from his reign of terror on the city. Monsters and Jay Baruchel are there too. I'm Matthew Blackheart. I'm a man-made being, created by Dr. Franken right here in New York City. The specific reason of destroying Mortis and his bogeys. For the past 50 years, I lay frozen near the southernmost tip of Argentina. I am Matthew Blackheart! God bless America! It's uh, basically Captain America's origin story yeah. in the Captain America movie. It's, it's, it's definitely drawing heavily from all that. It's also... Let's just say this: it's a movie that's fraught with timeline errors. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. Let, let's give a, a really brief like rundown of what goes down in this movie. Basically, Matthew Blackheart is a super soldier created by uh, Doc uh, Franken. Doctor Franken. Franken. Get it? Uh, yeah, I get, get it. it. What, yeah, like I Stein? Get it. Yes. It's okay. I guess he, yeah, I was, and he manages to sew him up together with only just a couple of visible scars to look exactly like Robert Bogue. So good job, <laughs> Doctor Franken. Really. So he's completely like growing a test tube, Matthew Blackheart. I don't. know. He's sewn no, together he's from, from various soldiers yeah, he's that, some, on the ba- battlefield. Yeah, exactly. so, so this this soldier in World War II he goes around kicking Nazi ass and and start, and fights monsters, bogies. Yeah, are, are, are you know like putties created by by Doctor Mortis, who is yeah. just some lame vampiric looking goth guy. Looks like if you've seen Gargoyles, the animated series from the nineties, he looks exactly like the villain from Gargoyles. I think his name is like Thanatos or something like that. I don't know some stupid nineties villain name. Anyways, it looks like him. Yeah, yeah. So eventually, Matthew Blackheart, uh, uh, who looks like Ryan Reynolds if Van Wilder hadn't panned out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, he gets frozen for reasons I don't remember why, and then awakens in you know the two thousands. Yeah, in New York. In, in New York. Yeah. New York City, well, your hometown. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of a a uh, they live situation where all Franken's or I'm sorry, uh, Mortis's bogies are kind of uh, in disguise as regular people. 
And there's some more plot there that I can't speak on. I mean, honest, honestly, like, basically, he's just trying to kill him to stop the monsters. It, it, that's the, that's and the this plot, is where the convolution really comes in because the, the it's a it's like framing devices is like it's a framing device and then there's like flashbacks and so there's a lot of just like filling you in on what's going on and a lot of very expository voice so internal voiceover dialogue on the part of Matthew Blackheart where he's yeah. like trying to piece it all together but it ultimately just comes off as like there's no real stakes to the movie there's nothing that's really like really at stake and then it just has all these meanderings and open doors of like that just reek of just a failed tv pilot sort of thing where it's like look well this might turn out to be something later but then you know they had to rush around and kind of like make it come back around or not at the end yeah um but the framing device really is that the movie opens in <clears throat> Times Square, Ooh, and, uh, and, and Jay Brishnell is like uh, whatever is uh He's a he's a he's a comic book author and he has written the Matthew Blackheart Monster Smasher comic and then who should walk up but the man himself and he's like you made you my, life my life into, into a, a comic comic book I'm sorry. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, on no, toes. No, no that's all right um, hey you stepped on each other's toes yeah <clears throat> I definitely uh, stepped on his <laughs> I mean I was talking first but uh, <laughs> fuck uh, it's okay uh, and then you know it's just it goes into the movie and then they use that to they use the comic book framing device to do a lot of just really bad transitions to make yep. it look like a yeah. comic book with little speech bubbles, and it just it just doesn't really work. Comes no. off as very cringy. Smoking's bad for you, Matthew. Smoking is bad for you, Matthew. <laughs> so, what brings you to the Big Apple? <laughs> New York City, your hometown. Um, See my cinema files out there. Yeah, might, might I say, uh, uh, it's the similar type of comic book filter transitions that were added to uh, the feature film The Warriors director's cut. Mm. They're the only DVD version of The Warriors available has these just fucking awful comic book comic sans transitions added to it and and it's just like it's like Matthew Blackheart it's exactly the same thing and it's just like if you can find like the original DVD or a VHS of the, of the Warriors go get that because these comic book transitions are just hold on awful. Uh, yeah uh, anyway it's moving, kind of like along. the, uh, no, the no. director's cut to a Donnie Darko is like yes. wow way to make me actually not like the movie anymore yeah, you, no, you just totally blew it you yeah. blew it good thing you cut all that shit out because the first time I watched it I was like this movie's awesome yeah yeah, uh, not as good as S. Darko though. So you know, but how did uh, how did we come across this movie? Wow, that's Scotty. a, that's a yeah, good Scott question that I answer. asked you myself. Know, this has been one of yours for a long time. Yes, you're you up uh, your bag of tricks. I got it uh, at Albertsons, uh, <laughs> marked down from four ninety nine to three ninety nine on VHS. And I had to have it. You compare that. Have it. Compare that to the tidy sum you paid for Train Quest. Which was like ninety nine cents. Yeah, because that was yeah. grocery outlet. Grocery outlet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, th- go to your local grocery store. Support the film <laughs> industry, the little guys. You know, by buying films at grocery stores. Yeah, you know, yeah. they re- they must recoup something off of all those. I imagine all those. You know, yeah. this movie wants so bad to be just like a camp horror comedy thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, I think it's chock full of one liners. In fact. It's almost all one-liners. You're nothing more than a two-bit, panty-wasted sissy. It's like a little man that's running a bad horror movie in my brain pan. Does Mortis still control what's cooking in my brain pan? What's he look like? He's got two eyes like piss holes in the snow. 
<laughs> and the main character has no dimensions to him. No. He is literally just the most one-dimensional, throwaway one-liners from beginning to end, and it's wanting to be Bruce Campbell, Evil Dead type thing, and it's just not. No, it's definitely not. It's not funny. It's not clever. It's not subtle. Uh, things happen until eventually Matthew Blackheart ends up at, at, at BDSM. Yes, club. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I really can't recall what happens and before it, that. And there's like, well, it's, it's, it's Doc Franken's lab is now this BDSM club. Thing, yeah. But then he goes to like a different club, so that doesn't even really matter. And then he's like starts threatening people because he thinks they're he thinks monsters because they're, they're all pale, yeah. and then they're like fake teeth. And oh. I know you are here. So many just stupid ass scenes. In, yeah, in he tries movie. to have and sex with a demon. Now, it's really funny, and we'll use our own framing device here because uh, when we watched this movie, we were like, oh, you know, it's pretty bad, it's pretty bad. And then immediately afterwards, we were like perusing Netflix, just hanging out, and we're like, yeah, oh, look, Spider Man 3 is on here. Now, these guys had seen it. I had never seen it before. Now, I'll give a big middle finger to Netflix for just putting that right on the front page. Like, hey, casually, throw on Spider Man 3. And I'm just like, uh, I'm sure. And this is the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. And no one's standing by. Someone's standing behind uh, Spider Man 3. No. Nobody who made it. No. You know? Everybody's like, no, it, it is abysmal. So there's no controversy in, in saying that it's an abysmal piece of shit. But why? Why on earth would you put it up there and just be like, hey, Spider Man 3, watch this fucking movie? <laughs> I, I, it's like a reverse palate cleanser for uh, yeah. Matthew yeah, Blackheart. Just watch something worse. By comparison, it oh. made Matthew Blackheart look real good. I mean, Matthew Blackheart is, you know, it's like a Buffy budget. It's right? also like 90 minutes. Spider Man 3 is like almost three. Hours. Oh, Jesus Christ. It also. Uh, Never Blackheart, wound. <laughs> what you can't kill. Matthew Blackheart also has the look of TV, but not only just that, but of a movie, of a TV, made for TV movie that was made years prior. Yeah. You know, sometime in the 90s. Yeah. The, 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 the costuming is also very uninspired. He's just wearing like khakis. And and like some a leather jacket. Stupid leather it's jacket. Terrible. Not the, even like a good character leather jacket. No. It's just like a schlub. It's fucking yeah. lazy. Uh, they're going for this like serial adventure hero type look. Yeah. And, and they couldn't give him like a, a nice, like a time appropriate jacket that like folds over, you know, with the yeah. epaulettes and all that. Even like an no, army jacket. An army jacket or something. And then like, 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 you know, his, like, cargo pants tucked into, like, some skinny boots. Like, you know the look? Like, yeah. no, Come it's on. just, like, he looks like he, like, was shopping at CVS and, like, just came out with the pleather jacket and, and the, the dickies. And, and he looks whatever. like this, like, the whole time, like, yeah. even in the past. And it's just, like... Well, one time he wears a tuxedo. And he looks That's even worse. True. Because in a scene the, that goes on way The talent's long. hair in yeah. this film is abysmal. It's, it's, yeah. There's no styling to it. It looks fried. Yeah. So, there's a really long... I don't want to call it a scene, but there's like a period of the movie where he's talking to some, you know, bigwig, you know, rich guy, and he's like prancing around his like sexy lady friend who's got the you know underpants that are far too high and not attractive, and just frankly ruin it, just ruin the whole point of the scene. It's supposed to be like, oh, isn't she so sexy? And he's like b a b a b o o m, and it's like fuck off. 
fuck yeah. ah. He I mean, does literally spell out va va And it comes up on the screen like boop, boop, like fucking pop up videos. Yeah. It's like pop up video. Fuck out of here. It's uh, it's worth noting that this is a this is a sexist film. Yes. <laughs> Dear, it's not nice to women. Dear God, go, yes. leans on some good old female succubus tropes. Yeah, uh, the woman trying to sleep with Matthew Blackheart ends up being a bogey. Yeah, that he, has he to rips smash. her in half. He does, and through by, from the waist. One of the few. How the hell do you do that? <laughs> One of the few. How strong you are? <laughs> Fuck. One of the few monsters he actually smashes in this fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, true. He doesn't really smash them. One ba- one thing that I really like is like, it's kind of a pet peeve that I see with a lot of the way creature makeups are done is the way that um, just don't do close ups on their hands because the way that the like front part of the fingers is always all loose and you can tell yeah. they're just grabbing it with like the interior part where their real hand is and they've just got these floppy fingernail big fingers thing at the end. It's just like, just fucking skip that part because I don't want to. I don't want to see them grasping at things, and I just I know where their real hand is. You know, yeah. Um, there's a lot of that, and you know, I mean, I guess some of the creature makeup is okay. It, it, yeah. it this is pretty all right. Um, I'll give them that. Uh, but generally. Even the Mortis as a villain, he's just sitting around oh. fucking drinking for he, the most part. He's, he's like, well, uh, we're going to win. Revolution is underway. My revolution will start small. Revolution is underway. To the revolution. And, you know, it's like... I, mm, Mm. Yeah, there is. It a, is a garbage mountain, so yeah, there's a reason, you know, yeah, that we're, exactly. we're doing this. Um, there is um the blind like black man character. Oh yeah, that's probably the coolest part of the movie. Blind yeah. Sid. Yeah, is that what his name is? Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. He like, uh he just happens to know everything. Yeah, uh, that's going on and, a, and knows a, intimate details about this whole. Mortis thing and is able to, you know, deliver these to, to Matthew when he randomly runs into him on the street. Do you know about Mortis? I know the world's gone to hell in the handbasket. How about you? There's <laughs> a poppin'! <laughs> and then again later when he shows up looking badass. He looks like a fucking... <laughs> Yeah, no, like he, a Ghostbuster with a flamethrower. Yeah, and he just flamethrowers is a bunch of shit. Hell's a bobbin. That's his thing. Yeah, so, hell's a bobbin. Like, okay. Yeah. Anyway, he is by far the coolest part of the movie. Definitely. Um, Jay Baruchel sucks in this. I don't. Yeah, blame him. he's got a whole. Oh, yeah. I, he's barely in it. The twist yeah. is he ends up. Um, he's Doc Franken. Who got like? He's Doc. For the wraparound is that he's Doc Franken, and quote, and getting younger by the minute. So it's he, like. He's getting Benjamin Fuck is that supposed to, how, is, how does that work? You know, and yeah, well, this he's is a, a scientist. We have to imagine that he, you know, in order to keep himself young and fresh for Matthew Blackheart, you know, he, he decided to uh, reverse his aging. Right. I guess that's how that works. Yeah. Good job, Franken, you fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, worth noting, a few other points I'd like to bring up. There's a extended striptease scene set to uh, If You're Happy and You Know It. Oh, oh ultra cringe. Extremely inappropriate. There. A fucking uh. nursery rhyme type deal. It's like... Why? Mother Goose. If you're happy and you know it. Uh, it's like, it's your ha- stop, yeah. stop, 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 stop. It's icky. Gives <laughs> uh, joy out of that is fucking Mother Goose. Ah, yeah. Scott. Ah. Future Scott. Oh, don't worry. Yep, that was yeah. it. <laughs> that was <laughs> a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a long bleep there. Yeah. Um, um, 
Yeah, I don't know how much more there is to say about this movie. I mean, I mean uh, I we know. probably have a couple other points, right? Uh, what, 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 one of my favorite things that one of you pointed out, it had to be one of you, I only watched it with you two, <laughs> uh, the final duel is fucking lame. Oh, it's, but, but it's Mortis super is, short. It's super short, and it's like, it's, it's, it's a final fight by a bunch of people who can't fake fight. There, yeah. There's no free-forming a fight scene. It's going to look like shit. Yeah. yeah. I've been on, like, you know, little amateur movie projects where it's like, and then they fight, and it's just like, no. Nah, no, no, it's awful. You get people who know how to do it. But it's an awful fight, and uh, Mortis just pulls out two pistols. Yes. It's like this... The power of a gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> He's, like, turning sideways, and, and the whole time Matthew Blackheart is... They use the they use the terrible overcranked uh, 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 yeah. footage where just make it look a little bit faster, and it's just like... Like t- clearly, just digitally speeding it up, yeah. and, and Matthew Blackheart is is fending off all the bullets by swishing his sword around, which is like the dumbest fucking thing. He's a monster smasher. Why doesn't he have a hammer? And Why does he smash monsters with a hammer? It's very reminiscent of like the Troll Two thing because Matthew Blackheart bogey smasher sounds like a really bad name for a movie, <laughs> but they never say monsters in the movie. Just as no. in Troll Two, they always call them goblins. So they, there's a you know there's a bridge there with these bad movies where they're like. That's real lame. They, like your title was so like kind of off. That you had to redo the title. It's like wow. That means you're really not that strong on your whole concept. Honestly. Yeah. And did anybody read this out loud? Did anybody realize how stupid saying bogey sounds over and over again? Did you realize that no other movie has ever done this because it sounds you sound like an idiot. Bogey. Bogey. I find the plasma and I take out the bogeys. Bogeys. Things that don't belong. Bogus. The bogeys. <laughs> that is good. Very good. That's my bogus. I know you want your He's word. Like, it's, bo- it's bogey for bogus. That which does not belong. Giving the your- bogeys. <laughs> he just makes up as soon as he's animated. And it's like. If I was Doc Franklin, I'd have been like, okay, we're going to reprogram you to say monsters instead. It sounds like <laughs> a lot better. Put that so Matthew no Blackheart <laughs> down and thrown him out and started anew. There's no trademark on the word monster. You could say monster. It sounds yeah. better. The title of the fucking movie, for yeah. Christ's sake. You don't think it's Halloween time and spooks and scares and it's going to be a good uh, Halloween haunt and you don't say bogeys. You said it's monsters. Yeah. Come on. This is Halloween. Serious business. Yeah. It's absolutely serious business, and um, yeah, you know, they want their own word because give look at look at the talent. He's a Bruce Willis or not Bruce Willis. I'm sorry, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Uh, um, the poor man's Bruce Campbell. And they want you know little campy horror thing. Yeah, like, yeah, Deadites, uh, bogies. Yeah, Deadite sounds way better. It does sound way better than bogies. If, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna craft a word for your thing, um, and you and you land on bogey. Um, Keep working. The bogeys. <laughs> that is good. Very good. Robert Bogues Job's actually, not done. Robert Bogues actually in other shit. He was on Oz. He's and still, then he's, he's in, a voice actor. He's, yeah. He's the a, villain in Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah, Steve Haynes. And you get works. to shoot him in the fucking head. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. He talks just like Matthew I mean, Blackheart. Not gonna, well, I'm not going to lay everything at his, everything wrong with the movie at his feet. Oh, absolutely no, not. He's that crying. being said... His performance is pretty lackluster. No, it's it's but, not good. You know, like, is anybody expecting a lot from this movie? No, 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 no. no. I hope that I hope Fre- that. frequent um, cuts to stock footage of New York. Yeah, um, or that one garage don't need to do that. shot over and over again where they like going under the bridge and then like they use that over and over and over. Again. Or Mortis's fucking whole layer is filmed in like an abandoned YMCA. <laughs> 
There's also just like, 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 you could see the pool. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, they, yes, all, they they're did, in an they, empty they, pool. They emptied the pool. They did. <laughs> the Spook Sisters. Uh, is there's that a lot of really called? The, the girl, the girls who have like the things over their face. Yeah, they, uh, oh, round two with the Spook Sisters. Yeah. And there's a transition where it's just one of the Spook Sisters is facing the camera, and she just. Wah, like vomits all over the, the all over the you know lens, and then it cuts to whatever else. It's like, ugh, yeah. that's a terrible transition. Just, just fake, you know, projectile puke all over the screen. It's fucking gross. So, Scott, would you recommend Matthew Blackheart, Monster nope. Smasher? All nope. right, <laughs> nope. Keep going. Nope. All right. Nope. All right. Nope. Desmond. There's better bad movies. No. All right. There's yeah. like tr- Train Quest is. To just compare it to our only other garbage <laughs> mountain one, Train Quest is such a fucking like anomaly. It's like, like what? It's so weird. Just even given the name, yeah. And it's like, it's just so inherently bad and from the gutter. And you have that stupid train angle. And this is just like, there's other bad movies that satisfy this itch better. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't recommend it. You'll be bored. I mean, <laughs> I think it's fine for a bad movie, but. There are obviously much better bad movies to watch. Much better and much worse, which puts it in that weird middle ground of bad movies right. where it's like, but why on earth did we uh, watch this? I'm on board with the setup when he's like, my, my name is Matthew yeah. Blackheart, and I'm a secret agent from Dr. Franken, like that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah commissioned yeah. by Franklin Delano Roosevelt uh, and yeah. all that stuff. When he's telling his backstory and they're flashing back to that, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be fucking ridiculous. And just it comes to a halt. The present day stuff is just... Awful. Yeah. yeah, there's also like a we like a, like almost two thirds of the way or more through it. Then he mm. meets the waitress, and there's like True a weird sort of romance angle going. And it's like, mm-mm. yeah, it's didn't not need good. it. Though Matthew Blackheart she- Monster Smasher does pass the Bethal test. Does it? It does. Oh, good. Good for it. That's, that's, we can, that's another win for team <laughs> feminism, I guess. Uh, we did it, guys. We, we got Matthew it. Blackheart. Matthew Blackheart. Closing notes. It's it, it's it's worth bringing up that Mortis is speared through in the end, and when he gets speared through, there's fart noise. Bullseye. Yeah, <laughs> great folly uh, there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's my closing. Note. <laughs> yeah, that, that is it's, fitting. Yeah, fitting. All right, so we're, we're ready. Y'all, yeah, y'all ready yeah, for this? Y'all, y'all ready? ready for this? Well, you know what? You need to get ready for supporting your favorite podcast, Scott. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm ready. I just don't know how to do it. All right. Well, do you have a pen and a paper? Yes. Or do you have like a smartphone? That would be easier. Yes. Okay. Get all three out. Okay. I'm ready. Right. Um, how do I do this? Well, um, you can go to anchor.fm slash prequel sequel remake and become a listener supporter. Um, that's sort of set up like a Patreon. You give a small monthly donation between $1 and $10. And that money comes directly to us. Um, helps keep the podcast going. If you're not into that, um, there's a donate button right on prequel sequel remake.com. You could give anywhere between one penny and... I don't know, thousand dollars. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but you know, Scott, mm. we've just set up a way you can support prequel sequel remake without using either of those solutions. What? 
You just go to prequelsequelremake.com, hit that support link that'll take you to Amazon.com, your favorite online retailer, and anything you buy on that shopping trip will help support us directly. You mean we just get a little bit of a kickback and all people have to do is just use the Amazon.com affiliate link that we provide on prequelsequelremake.com? That's right, Scott. That's amazing because, you know... If you're sitting around, you're listening to this podcast this far, you made it this far, you, you like the show. I think Dare I, I say you love the show. I think if I don't start interjecting on these ads, people are going to think I'm like completely against. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, Desmond doesn't speak in these parts. And he's just like, yeah, <laughs> against, fuck this. Against the monetization uh, of It's all great. They speak for me, too. And yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I love it. You're the cherry on top at the end. Yeah, you know, you oh, shit. Well, yeah, but uh, now we can sprinkle cherries all over this bitch. That's too many cherries. It's too bitter. Yeah, yeah. Too many pits. Oh, you call him Desmond Pits with cherries. Uh, but Desi Desi P. <laughs> yeah, the B Desi B is not working. No, it's fine. It's just like I don't really. Like, why'd that get spit out? <laughs> I don't know. You spit it out. He's, uh, that was you. I was definitely probably thinking Cliff Plazensky. Yeah, probably. Mary's yeah. sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, uh, but honestly, like we don't want to harp on the money thing too much. Just like if you can give what you can, that's great. We honestly just like that people are listening to the show and you know following us on social media and leaving reviews and such. It's all been great so far. That's we super we, appreciate it. Yeah. We love you guys. Yeah, you're and all. We're hoping that you're buckling up for, for some, a rough ride. For some monster smash. Yeah. We're all hands and uh, the feet inside the vehicle. And it's... except for the hand that's got the water balloon and the eggs <gasps> and the. Hi, Because if you don't make with the fucking candy, old man, you're getting a clean shot. Up, a cleanup on no- wow. aisle November 1st. You piece uh, of shit. All right, so let's clean up um, the well, yeah. podcast and uh, start it off um, with the prequel this week done by our Mr. P himself. Desmond Corpse. Mr. C. Joe McCluskey. I mean, Mr. you know, Strawberry. I had lobbed it up for you and you decided to let the volleyball just hit the floor and flip me off after it hit the floor. I'm not a yes-ander. I didn't go to a... Yeah, that's why, that's why Scott does the ads. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yes-and. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yes-and. Yes-and. <laughs> Yes, and prequel. Welcome to the very terrifying prequel to Matthew Blackheart, Monster Smasher, Twisted Metal, Blackheart. (laughs) Yeah. Tagline, it's extra twisted. (laughs) Love it. Director, Sony Computer Entertainment America. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Play the Sony boot-up sound. Yeah. Don't pick one. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Probably PS1. Yeah, yeah okay. go with PS1. <clears throat> my name is Dr. Jacob Mortis, and my fight started 50 years ago when I was endowed with magical powers from an ancient wizard, Dr. Rigor, under direct order of Count Dracula himself. My job is, and will continue to be, to make monsters. <laughs> I used them to wage war on the world, but was constantly thwarted by that motherfucker Matthew Blackheart. Until one day, he had to go get himself frozen. Leaving me bored and with ample time to waste, I decided to put on a yearly competition called Twisted Metal. People from all over decide to compete in vehicular combat. Last combatant standing is granted a wish, but it's not like a regular wish. No siree. There's always a twist. I know you'd think the word would get out that, you know... No one really gets their wish <laughs> That no one would compete anymore But it doesn't Who really cares? Let's just meet the contestants <laughs> Announcer Over to the left 
Shackles McRoadrash. Falsely convicted of the murder of his wife and daughter, he's here to settle a score and clear his name. Driving his souped-up muscle car, Shatterfuck, equipped with turrets and armor, and a slipknot and a slipknot mask clinging tightly to his face, this guy is all cock and balls. <laughs> Next to him is the exorcism of Axel Rose. <laughs> Driving his supercharged rock and roll hearse, Emily, with the ability to shoot sonic music waves strong enough to scare off any ghoul, this talentless piece of shit is hoping to get his wish of getting that final cheesesteak shop card stamp for a free sandwich. Best of luck, Axel. Oh my god. Oh my god. Coming up next from the world of Richard Scary's busy town is Bananas Gorilla driving his banana car <laughs> in hopes of winning more bananas. We wish him luck. Next to Bananas is Blind Sid driving his death cab for cutie. Equipped with flamethrowers and oil slicks, Blind Sid is competing to have his sight restored, but will sell for Hot Wheels Island. <laughs> bow wow wow yippee yo yippee yay is that a fucking dog driving i think it is because our next contestant is the one the only eddie mcdowd he's a dog and he talks he used to be a kid a bad kid but then he messed with the wrong guy mortis turned me him into a dog can you believe this that freak turned him into a dog turned me into a dog to be a kid again, he has to do a hundred good deeds, or win at high-octane twisted metal. <laughs> Better get started on them good deeds, Eddie. Eddie drives a pretty PT, PT cruiser. <laughs> Is that an alien robot I see? Nope, it's just an ordinary fucking semi-truck. Tructimus Alpha claims to be from Robomars, and is part of a race of transforming robot vehicles. But we've never seen any evidence of this. He just seems to be a sentient truck, which is still damn impressive. Just don't believe his drunken lies and tales of war. Pretty sure he has a history of stolen valor. He has the power of... truck. Last but not least, all-time twisted metal champ, Amelia Scareheart, world-famous <laughs> world aviator, once thought to have been lost in the Pacific Ocean, only to have made a deal with the devil Mortis himself to get her wings back. Betrayed by Mortis, she competes for revenge, to wish death on the man himself. Driving a modified Jeep with a tank gun attached, the devil means business. And that's our competition, folks. Place your bets. Let the high-octane competition begin. The match kicks off. Dragula blaring. <laughs> Bananas Gorilla zooms off to retrieve a power-up. Shackles McRoadrash speeds behind him, firing turrets. The poor cartoon ape's silly novelty car barely hits 60 miles per hour. <laughs> With the heavy-duty muscle car approaching fast, Bananas Gorilla drops banana peels from behind him to offset the oncoming vehicle. But they are shredded to pieces by the muscle car's tires. Not making the car spin out like he had hoped, he closes his eyes and waits for death. Just then, Tructimus Alpha T-bones McRoadrash into a building, saving bananas. Tructimus backs out of the wreckage and continues to gather power-ups. McRoadrash's body is crumpled and disfigured as the car fire ignites. He slowly burns to death, screaming. <laughs> Exorcism of Axel Rose chases after Eddie McDowd in his hearse. Shredding <laughs> shredding on the roof. Circle headbanging, screaming, You're in the jungle, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> 
Eddie drives his adorable Snoopy doghouse car. I said it was a PT Cruiser earlier and obviously didn't remember that. <laughs> uh, Whatever, it's good. It activates the Red Baron mode, sprouting wings and taking to the air. Typical Eddie, cheating as always. That is until Amelia Scareheart shoots him out of the air with her fucking tank. <laughs> if she can't have wings, nobody can. Eddie spins out of control towards the ground and is liquefied upon impact in a violent explosion. Better get started on them good deaths, Eddie. <laughs> blind Sid maneuvers through the chaos with ease, an amazing feat for a blind individual. Giving chase to exorcism of Axel Rose, he continuously tries to flamethrower him. Axel's sonic waves prove to be too much for Sid's sensitive hearing, and he accidentally crashes the death cab for Cutie into a fire hydrant. Amelia Scareheart hunts down the remaining contestants, comes across the exorcism of Axel Rose, that's just his name, I guess, <laughs> uh, and uses her demonic powers to possess him and force him to shoot himself in the head, flipping the Emily hearse in the process. It explodes. Scareheart then aims her sights on Banana's gorilla, <laughs> who promptly plugs her tape barrel with a banana. It explodes on her, leaving her face blackened like a Looney Tunes character. <laughs> But in reality, she succumbs to painful third-degree burns. <laughs> her demon soul writhes out of her now lifeless body, screaming and reaching out to the gorilla that killed her, only to turn to ash and blow away. Tructimus Alpha wheels up. Uh, hey, hey, Bananas. Back off, Tructimus! I'm packing! Bananas waves a piece around at the truck person. I was thinking, uh, truce. Ah, uh, no way! Do you think I'm stupid? I want a banana hoard all for myself, you hear? Like, fuck, you're gonna stop me. After the fall of Robo-Mars, this old soldier just doesn't have any fight left in him. Oh, I can't, he truck. Everyone knows you never served, and everyone knows you're not a fucking alien. Stop pretending to be someone else behind those angel eyes. I, I witnessed the genocide of my race. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> you're like Herbie. You're just a fucking car. <laughs> Sorry, that's awful. You're better than Herbie. You're, you're a kid. You're Christine. Aw, oh, that, that's just so lame. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you are, Tructimus. You don't have to be a transforming vehicular bot from Robomars. What matters is what's on the inside. Oh. Bananas pops Tructimus's hood and looks inside. He steps back, horrified. Inside Tructimus lies a humongous beating heart. Ah. Blood vessels. And all sorts of alarming, creepy shit. <laughs> Bananas pulls up his gun and shoots the monster truck in the heart immediately, thus becoming the winner of the high-octane competition. <laughs> <laughs> Bananas is brought before Mortis. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this. Well done, Bananas Gorilla. You have won my high-octane competition. Now, what will your wish be? No tricks, Mortis. I trust you are a man of your word. Driver, surely I've given you no reason to doubt me. You made Amelia Earhart into a demon spawn. And didn't you turn some guy's head into a melon? That's pretty cheeky monkey paw shit. The irony of that is not lost on me. <laughs> you spent your entire life searching for the secret banana horde. I can give that to you. Can it, Calypso? I mean, Mortis. I want the real goods. Eternal life. Then I make it so. Drink from this elixir. Bananas Gorilla drinks from the elixir, smashes the vial, and grits his teeth. Yes! Mortis, I, I feel so alive. 
so powerful, so betrayed. What? What? Mortis brings up a pistol and shoots Banana's gorilla. He looks at the wound. After a delay, he begins screaming. No! No! You bastard! You said I couldn't be killed! I said you had eternal life! That doesn't absolve you from bullets! <laughs> Bananas falls to the floor, fucking dead. Never wound, but you can't kill. Oh. Better luck next year, driver! The end. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes yeah. score. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I was a little. <laughs> I've got to say, I was a little disappointed there weren't any rack, wacky racers involved. But um, freaking the exorcism of Axl Rose was incredible. <laughs> it made me laugh every time. It was great. I mean, I personally, I just, I just want to see all those other cutscenes from when the other drivers <laughs> yes. win. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe when we do the deleted scenes episode, we should uh, uh, yeah. later on down uh, the line. For those yeah. uninformed, go just check out the original PS1 cutscenes for Twisted Metal. Yeah. You'll get where we're going or for. Twisted Metal 2. Or Twisted, Twisted Me Metal 3 or Twisted Metal Black. Twisted Metal, which one has the crappy CGI one? I think it's Twisted Metal 3. Well, a lot of them, the, yeah, the later ones do, but the yeah. first one has those really bad Matthew Blackheart caliber um, yeah. um, um, live action ones that weren't even in the game. They were and then, omitted. And then the second one is the creepy cartoon like animated I think style. so. That's yeah, the best yeah. one. I love Twisted Metal. Yeah. And Twisted uh, Metal Black was the PS2 one. Yeah. And that one's like... I just think the aesthetic of that one is hell cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very cool. That, yeah, they're, that, all, they're fun games. They're very fun games. They're fun games. <laughs> uh, uh, but that ending scene with Bananas and Morris is just straight out of, uh, I, I think it's Spectre's ending. Oh. I feel so alive. I feel so betrayed. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he, he gives the guy the elixir, but, like, shoots him anyway. It's it's dumb. Really, I implore you, go watch these. They're hilarious. One of my favorite things. But anyway, yeah. let's talk scores. Rotten Tomatoes score, 0%. This glorified game cutscene is lost in time on a PlayStation bonus disc given away at select Funko Land stores. Oh, man. And Richard Scary's Busy Town is now in everyone's mind. Budget? 60 polygons. Expected gross profit? 120 polygons. Oh, nice. Huh. Actual gross profit? 14 polygons? Wow. A couple of pixels. Yeah. It's an act yeah. of goodwill. Yeah. 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 Well, that's yeah. Uh, Twisted Metal Blackheart, boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I love that I know what a, a rough ride we would actually be into. Yeah. No, you are um, DMX rough rider rough, style. Rough rider's role. Yeah. Um, also, I just realized I totally forgot about Blind Sid. So he lives, I guess. No, he, no he crashed his thing into a thing. But he didn't die. Oh, well, I just assumed he died. Emily! <laughs> Axel fucking rose. Hell uh, yeah. All right, well, we've been pre-quelled. Now it's time we are... Sequel. I'm juiced. I feel like I never go first. I've just got the whole night ahead of me. Yeah, right now you right. need to yeah. get back and relax. Yeah, kick, kick out and drive around my cars with my boys. All right. So I'm, so I'm <laughs> riding, in the, yeah. riding in the cars with the yeah. boys. We're just playing The Boys Are Back in Town in the sequel song to <laughs> Boys Are Back in Town that I forgot. And that everyone that you just remembered existed when I brought it is up. Is it really? There is a sequel song to The Boys Are Back is in Town. Is it like The Boys Are Back in Town? I again. honestly couldn't tell you what the song is like at all, aside from it is not very good and is a sequel song. Is it as good as Despacito 2? No. Okay. All right, so Scott, you ready what for this? Yeah, I'm ready. It's a great title. Great Blah. title. Blah. 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 Uh, 
Matthew Blackheart two bogey nights. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, no. All right, I'm gonna reserve my reactionary sounds. Tagline: Ridding the world of evil, one monster at a time. Again. <laughs> Tagline two: When you're here, your family. Don't you ever fucking forget that, okay? <laughs> Guys like us, what we do, hey, forget about it. Ah oh, man, Fuck. I know what you're doing already. Right? Just let's let's just that let that it happen. Moose? What from Food Fight? No. No. Who also <laughs> no. says that? No. Who says what? Forget about it. He might no, say. No, everybody about says it. forget about it. It's yeah. just playing off of the. Anyway, Yo, it's, all, it's, an all, it's an Olive Garden thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah like Olive Garden. You yeah, <clears throat> you're gonna like the way you look. Yeah, Olive Garden. Uh, yeah. Seven, seven cash now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, seven cash now. Directed by Robert Bogue, the star of the first film himself. All right, appropriate, <clears throat> sort of. It's not really a director. Synopsis: Matthew Blackheart, alleged. Monster Smasher <laughs> Allegedly Allegedly Is forced to make ends meet by doing lame Comic-Con style meet and greets and signings Sitting at his booth Matthew reflects on his past again and again Most people just walk right past the booth With the occasional uber nerd drooling all over his lame leather jacket sleeve Making yeah. Matthew wish Doc Franken hadn't sewn him together all those Corpsey years ago yeah, corpsey. It wasn't the way it was written, but I read it wrong. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Of course, he could never tell his beloved father figure that, who, by his own admission, is getting younger by the minute. <laughs> As a result of regressing into childhood, Doc Franken has lost his ability to drive or see above the steering wheel. Making, uh, you know, you can't do a taxi driver anymore. Which yeah. makes Matthew the sole breadwinner for their shitty New York apartment and, frankly, awkward living situation. Mm -hmm. The turn of the century hasn't been too well to Matthew. Now bloated with a beer gut and frequently downing entire tall cans of 211 with both hands, oh, eyes yeah. open. Oh my God. Drinking is bad for you, Matthew. I told you, Doc. I don't have a problem with alcohol. Only without it. <laughs> oh man, bleak After a security video from the nightclub Where Matthew ripped a lady he was boning in half Went viral on the internet Matthew Blackheart got back to his roots As a one-dimensional comic book hero Seen as a rebirth of sorts Doc Franken, now like five years old Encouraged Matthew to capitalize on the moment And butter up the church-going crowd he made it about halfway through the Bible Belt tour before strangling a preacher to death because he thought he was a bogey. Ugh. To be fair, he was a bogey. <laughs> so while Blackheart did not go to jail, there was a lot of bad press. Adult teeth now rescinding back into his skull, oh. toddler Doc Franken insisted that any press is good press and got Matthew back into the comic convention circuit where he currently sits and stews amongst throngs of cosplayers and noble gentlemen drenched in Axe body spray. A shady little man with a mustache approaches the booth, flanked by two lame-ass bodyguards. Ah, Mr. Blackheart. Still clinging to your 15 minutes of fame, I see. Tell me, why aren't you out in the real world dealing with this bogey problem? Surely you know it's happening on a massive scale. 
My one true drive in life is to smash bogeys. I'll do whatever is necessary to take down Mortis and his evil minions. That's why I voted for Trump. Uh, <laughs> says Matthew as he dons a bright red MAGA hat. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> America great again. Oh my god. <laughs> the shady little man face palms hard, really hard for a moment, <laughs> then gathers himself. Okay, wow. Uh, wasn't expecting that. But Matthew, the world needs your talent. It's being wasted here at this little booth. I've come to you on behalf of a very wealthy benefactor who has need for your services. Look, if this is about the bogey cocky party upstairs, I'm very flattered, but I'm not going to make it up there for at least 45 minutes. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, what? No, my boss would like to pay you to smash monsters. Is that something you are interested in? It's actually like the only thing I'm interested in. Say, don't I recognize you from somewhere? Aren't you Mortis's little sidekick guy? <laughs> no, I'm not. He didn't have a mustache. Why am I thinking Zorak? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Matthew follows them upstairs to the penthouse suite and meets Professor Satram, clearly a very wealthy businessman who talks to Matthew while strolling the hallway and observing paintings for dramatic effect. It's fine art. <laughs> Just got to hammer that home. He really yeah. got to nail into the coffin point fine art. When the bases are loaded and baseball metaphors and fine You want to swing for the fences? Because someday you might end up among the crowd. Okay? Wow. Wow. Professor Satram is tired of the bogey status quo and wants to hire Matthew to assassinate several key influential bogey figures in politics. Mister, you just tell me where to sign. In a callback scene to the first movie... Two bogey guards are sitting around playing cards in a shitty money laundering restaurant when they hear a bird noise. As one of them gets up from the table to investigate, Matthew Blackheart just bursts through the door anyways, taking aim with his Tommy gun. Hey boys, I'm gonna kill ya! <laughs> Blackheart shoots from the hip and riddles their bodies with bullets. He makes his way into the back room where the really bloaty bogey guy from the bogey council in the first movie turns his desk over and fires on Blackheart. Blackheart, you fucking piece of shit. Here's one for mother. Blackheart sprays the desk with bullets, and it's super effective. Now, for all this merciless killing, Matthew lights a cigarette and engages in long-form internal conflict of identity voiceover riddled with flashbacks, which I will not go into at all at this time. Thank you. Thank you. Time goes by. Matthew smashes a lot of monsters. And we see his living conditions improve slightly. He lauds now two-year-old Doc Franken with Duplo blocks, who speaks through his tooth gaps. Smoking is bad for you, Matthew. Just try and do something about it, old man. Matthew laughs as he exhales smoke on the coughing baby. Stupid little Benjamin Button-ass bitch. <laughs> Who would even have come out yet at all? <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah. semantics. They yeah. have anachronisms. It'll yeah. Matter. On his way to the corner store for more hard liquor, Matthew runs into an old friend on the corner. The blind dude from the first movie. You know, they say Mortis is very much still around. Mortis? But I killed him years ago. Did you now? You take care of yourself, Matthew Blackheart. 
Hell's a poppin'. So the blind guy walks away. Matthew talks to his brain. Mortis, alive? How could this be? I distinctly remember flashing back to me killing Mortis. Bullseye. Who is this blind dude telling the truth? Or did I just lose a couple of loose screws in my brain pan? The entire ordeal felt like a bowl of noodle soup in my brain pan. This story has more turns than a pretzel. More than two turns. <laughs> if this was true, then I need to tell Professor Satram right away. Blackheart returns to Professor Satram's penthouse suite to inform him of the news that Mortis is still alive. Satram chuckles and sips from a generous glass of scotch. Well, I'm surprised it took you so long to realize. I must say, I do appreciate all your hard work. Without you, I would have never been able to take out the competition so thoroughly. Now I have the power all to myself. Cheers. Professor, what are you talking about? Oh, wait, you really don't get it? Wow, okay, hang on a sec. Professor Satram takes off his wig to reveal that he is Mortis. Satram is Mortis spelled backwards. Oh my god. You're Mortis? It can't be. I impaled you with an American flag. Yeah, and it really fucking hurt, too. <laughs> but I have many resources at my disposal. Like you, for example. Cheers. Mordex takes another jag from the glass, getting a little sloppy with it. Yeah, gotta get that jag of booze. You'll never get away with this, Mortis. Start saving your allowance, Buster, because tonight the boogeyman is writing parking tickets. Matthew shoots at Mortis, who uses his quick running ability to get into a safe room door and escape. An alarm goes off, and the room starts filling with monster guards. Matthew blows back several with his Tommy gun until it runs out of ammo, then bludgeons a minion with the butt of the gun as he transitions into high kicks and hand-to-hand -hand combat. As Matthew Blackheart combats his way through the hallway, he grabs a fireman's axe from the wall and cuts off like five dudes' heads while spinning in a circle screaming. <laughs> As he pants and composes himself, a zombie-like dude tackles Blackheart from behind, sending both of them careening through a wall and into a construction site. Matthew kicks off the zombie and grabs a nearby nail gun. I like my pie a la mode. <laughs> Matthew then shoots nails at the zombie, pinning him to the wall. <laughs> this he makes no sense. Where's the Sandman? He takes aim at his head. Burn in hell, you piece of shit. There we go. <laughs> but then a noise and some shuffling happens behind him. Cackling, the spook sisters ride in on broomsticks and combine into mega one mega spook sister that starts shooting alternately fire and ice blasts at Matthew, who has to dodge and get out of the way, roll forward, and use a sledgehammer he just found to attack the weak spot. But he gets struck backwards and barely evades the following fire blast. Better leave this one to me! Screams the blind guy, who descends into the room on a paraglider, because fuck it. <laughs> he cocks back a high power... It <laughs> <laughs> uh, really tickled me and delayed, though. Sorry. No, it's alright. He cocks back a high-powered railgun and puts a football-sized hole through the spook sister, who screams in agony. You go on and handle Mortis again! In the hallway, as he digs a slug out of his arm, Blackheart hears a tiny voice. Bullets are bad for you, Matthew. He opens his pocket to a small pile of goo. What do you want, embryonic Doc Franken? <laughs> Before I slip back into the void, I just want to say, 
you kill that mortis fucker dead. That's all I have left to do before this schlock is fucking over. Matthew Blackheart goes into the next room and then there's more Mortis is there. Something, something, one-liner, gonna kill you. No, you're not. Once again, Mortis' only real power is guns, so he kind of just shoots at Blackheart and uses his sword to deflect all the bullets again, somehow. Mortis and Blackheart exchange poorly rendered hand-to-hand combat, with Matthew eventually pushing Mortis over the side of the building's rooftop. Blackheart stands back and begins to wax internally about his accomplishment. When Mortis, at the controls of his very own massive mechanical spider, looms back up over the side of the building and shoots fire at Matthew. Matthew Blackheart and the giant spider engage in poorly rendered hand-to-hand combat till eventually (laughs) Matthew jumps up into the cockpit and uppercuts Mortis repeatedly, holding Mortis over the side of the building. You baked your last cake, Mortis. I'm going to drop you like a bad habit. And Matthew drops Mortis. And he dies. (laughs) Matthew then direct addresses the camera. I'm Matthew Blackheart. Now that I've smashed all the bogeys, the world can go back to being run by the regular psychopathic power elite of normal humanity. America is safe again. But beware. Bogeys can be anywhere. They are anyone. And with a little luck, I'll be right there behind them in a poorly constructed third sequel. The fucking end. He's talking shit on the the world powers, but he's wearing MAGA hats, yeah. too, at the same time. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. a little confused. Got a little um, cognitive <laughs> dissonance there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Scott. Um, That's how I picture the sequel going. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I think you nailed it. I think you <laughs> um, nailed it. Yeah. It was high on the Scott scale and high, and high on the show scale. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Both the scales. It was scale, scale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like how you accelerated the uh, Dr. Uh, Franken de-aging. Yeah. Massively. You yeah. just bring it up and throw it away in the movie, and it's like, uh, no, no. How does this work? Eventually going to get to the... Uh, I, had a, I had another version of it where uh, it was uh, a lot more sense, uh, centered around all, all the sexcapades. And eventually, just got to the point where I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to write that. <laughs> but then, it, but anyway, then it ended with a uh, 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 fucking Doc Franken the White coming back on a, a you know, a fucking horse, <laughs> and he's like, uh, so just consider that the bonus scene for the deleted scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let our hair down later. Yeah, later. Yeah, way later. None of us have hair long enough to be let down. No. And shorter by the minute. Yeah. Critic score. 12%. Fuck this garbage. Rolling Stone. Audience score. A, B, C, D. This page intentionally left blank. <laughs> Scantron Phillips, Wisconsin. <laughs> Budget, half mil. Profit, net loss with half mil in the red. No. It was a poor investment of time and energy. <laughs> Trivia. Bogies hate him. Never smash another monster again using this weird trick. That's really it. That's, that's really it. <laughs> Good job, Scott. Well done, hey, Scott. Good yeah. job, Scott. Thanks. Although, Thanks. well, excellent, guys. We, you know, we now we've done the prequel. Now we've done the sequel. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, well, pack it up and go. Pack yeah, it up and go. Yeah, this episode's you know, definitely I'm gonna get over. my lunch together. I mean, I've, for I've, tomorrow. I mean, I've got early, so I don't have to worry about it in the morning. Oh, nice. Uh, what are you gonna have tomorrow? I don't know. Well, well, you better know. get on that then. Probably eggs. Probably just eggs. 
Yeah, I'm going to cook them now, and get them real nice and cold, because, you know, they're better cold. Oh, and you're going to bring them, uh, do you have a fridge at work, or are you just going to leave that There is a fridge at work, but I don't trust it. Okay, so you're just going to leave um, um, room temperature. You're gonna yeah, have... it's one of those things where I'm not, I'm not about to use. Ziploc bag or Tupperware? Oh, Tupperware. Tupperware okay, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still going to smell. All about my tups. The wares, um, you know what I mean? I mean, if you guys want to hang around for a little bit longer, I've got this, you know, remake. Um, yeah, I route. guess I could put off uh, making oh, eggs yes. for like another Peter hour. Peter Norrie so. approved, hey. All right, well, um. Legitimately creeped me out a little bit. Let's, uh, you know, Peter, <laughs> as long as Peter's cooked up this little remake, let's, uh, let's check it out. Yeah, let's uh, take a bite of whatever this is. Remake title Matthew Blackheart Monster Smasher Turbo Edition. Tagline. It's a monster smash. Alternate alternate tagline. It's a midnight smash. That's good. That's a real Halloween song. Directed by Scott Sanders. He did Black Dynamite. I want to emphasize before I start this, this is a parody. Dawn, 1949. The laboratory walls are coated with dust and grime. Only the operating table and the man performing the surgery can be seen against the dim glow of primitive computer monitors. Not sure why any scientist or surgeon, for that matter, would elect to do such sensitive and delicate work in a dark, dirty, and certainly not sterile environment, but no matter. The doctor approaches a nearby lever and pulls it down emphatically. Lights flicker on and off. Thunder sounds in the distance. A lion roars or something. Then, darkness. Slowly, the lights start to hum back on. The doctor throws back their hood to reveal a tear-speckled face. She is none other than acclaimed scientist and the first person to discover the DNA double helix, Rosalind Franklin, as portrayed by Gillian Anderson. The celebration is cut short. The lab's windows are shattered. Two men dressed in luxury tuxedos and wearing poorly constructed werewolf masks swing into the lab on ropes or something. What were the ropes tied to? Doesn't matter. The werewolves advance on Dr. Franklin with Bela Lugosi level speed and draw guns, pointed guns, at her. Franklin raises her arms in self-defense but does little else to protect herself. The sheet on the operating table flies upward. An entirely naked man covered in surgical scars dives toward the werewolves and decapitates them with his feet. His name, Matthew Blackheart, Kurt Russell. Nice. That's a good cast. Nice. Matthew pulls a cigar seemingly out of nowhere and starts smoking. (laughs) Dr. Franklin reveals to Matthew that he's the result of countless years of government research. His body has been assembled from parts of history's greatest monster hunters. Van Helsing, Jonathan Harker, Abraham Lincoln, and of course, Amelia Earhart, who famously flew her plane into a portal in order to collide with the alien mothership at the end of the film, Independence Day. All right, then. Wow. I know, right? When that came Every out, episode. Know, it that happens. That's, that's, yeah. the, that's the, wow. Yeah, I did. thought Amelia Earhart wouldn't be touched. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really didn't see this coming. Um... Matthew, uh, sorry, Matthew is needed to defeat the greatest monster that America has ever seen. Communism. Having just been born, he has no idea what communism is, but he already hates it to his bitter, bitter core. Franklin informs Matt that monsters have taken anti-communist hero Senator Joseph McCarthy, as portrayed by Jerry from Parks and Recreation, hostage, and plan to execute him at midnight that night. Matthew looks at his watch that he's now suddenly wearing. Midnight? Why? That's only two hours from now. Blackheart wastes no time. He puts on his government-issued clothing, perfectly pressed Levi jeans, a Babe Ruth Yankees jersey, and an American flag vest. 
Blackheart hops on a motorcycle and drives it summarily off the cliff of the secluded island. We cut to him driving his motorcycle in, at breakneck speed across the ocean floor while generic, sort of, but not really heavy metal music plays in the background. Suddenly, he's attacked by two creatures from the Black Lagoon wearing tuxedos. They fire pistols at him very slowly and without much aim. Blackheart jumps off his motorcycle and grabs the tail of a nearby shark. He swings the shark around and decapitates the creatures from the Black Lagoons with relative ease. Blackheart and the shark quickly fist bump and he hops back on his motorcycle. Hell yeah. Somewhere in Washington, D.C., Senator Joseph McCarthy is held hostage in a nondescript office building. Budget, guys. Budget. Several Draculas in tuxedos are holding the senator at gunpoint. Their leader, a man in a tuxedo and a legally distinct but verily similar to Darth Vader mask, the man in the Vader mask laughs at the senator, incredibly gleeful about the spread of communism and how it will change the world. Blackheart drives the motorcycle through the office door and sends it crashing to the ground. He points at the Darth Vader man with extreme vigor and says some stupid crap about it. America being for Americans or, I don't know, one-liner. <laughs> the leader flees while the gun-toting Draculas proceed to shoot at Blackheart. Blackheart kicks their bullets straight out of the air and proceeds to swiftly kick the heart out of both Draculas in one blow! He quickly unties the senator who thanks him for his assistance and reveals the real evil plan all along. The communists are planning something at Congress. There's no time to hesitate. The two jump on Matthew Blackheart's motorcycle as more terrible pseudo kind of not really heavy metal plays in the background. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> they arrive at the steps of Capitol Hill, where the entrance to the Capitol building is being guarded by a horde of zombies in tuxedos. Matthew elegantly jumps off the motorcycle and lands in the exact center of the tuxedo zombie horde. They slowly and predictably approach Blackheart with pistols at their side. Matthew decapitates all of them with single kicks. However, he's starting to sweat. Is this zombie ensemble too much for him? Suddenly, a bullet flies past Blackheart and kills five zombies at once. A man backflips next to him. Senator McCarthy joins the fight. Through a series of slowly shot bullets and swiftly delivered kicks, the tuxedo zombies are defeated. The duo enters the Capitol building and to their surprise, there's no one to be found. Senator McCarthy sighs relief and briefly mentions that he has one more day until retirement. A huge pillar falls from the rafters and crushes the senator. Matthew sees a man in a cape beside the recently cut rope. It's the leader from before! He removes the legally distinct Darth Vader helmet to reveal his true identity. It's none other than Adolf Hitler. Ah. Only this time he's not regular Hitler. He's Darth Hitler. <laughs> As portrayed by... I don't want to cast any good actors as John Hitler. Lizama. So let's just say it's Johnny Depp. <laughs> I'm John Depp and... Uh... <laughs> John Depp. <laughs> I'm just going to call him John Depp from now. Yeah. Matthew knew all along that it would be Hitler, but he never imagined it could be Darth Hitler. <laughs> Darth Hitler reveals that he loves communism and faked his death in 1945 in order to ensure the spread of socialist ideals throughout the Western world or something. Is it historically inaccurate? Yes. Does it severely misconstrue the definitions of communism and socialism? Yes. Will American audiences eat it up? Absolutely. Darth Hitler reveals a convenient lever and pulls it immediately. Suddenly, the back wall of the congressional chamber turns around to reveal a gigantic laser beam. 
This laser is his Super Communism Accelerator 64. With it, he will turn the entire world into communists and thus end capitalism once and for all or something. Blackheart dives at Hitler with all his might, but he's quickly apprehended by two mummies wearing tuxedos, of course. Hitler immediately presses a levitating big red button and the laser fires off into the distance. The effects are instantaneous. A housewife preparing a large roast for a family of three is transformed into a housewife preparing a moderate-sized roast for a family of three. A corporate, CEO, a corporate CEO is now transformed into an appropriately paid corporate CEO. A doctor refusing an elderly woman medical care because of a lack of funds is now suddenly performing a triple bypass surgery free of charge. <gasps> Matthew dispatches the two mummies with swift kicks to the midsection that cut them totally in half. He's in tears of agony. The America he was told he loved was destroyed forever. Matthew raises his hands in a fighting position, and Darth Hitler does the same. He dives at Blackheart totally John Woo style and scissor kicks him into the rows behind him. Matthew responds by leaping at Hitler and waving his fists wildly. It doesn't work! Hitler grabs him mid-flight and tosses him to the crowd. <laughs> he curb stomps Blackheart multiple times, <laughs> snorting hysterically throughout. American <laughs> Peter X. <laughs> God, don't make that a thing. Jesus. It's already a thing. Uh, as Blackheart begins to black out, he sees a glowing figure in the distance. It's none other than white American Jesus Christ. Jesus tells Matthew that his destiny is to defeat Hitler, just like it was Jesus' destiny to create the perfect capitalistic society, the United States of America. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> For some reason, Matthew is empowered by this speech. Jesus tosses Matthew a Bible, and Blackheart proceeds to club Hitler in the face with it. Hitler responds with a series of kung fu moves, but Matthew blocks each with an appropriately themed page from the Bible. Frustrated, Hitler charges at Blackheart wildly. Blackheart tosses the Bible just in front of Hitler. He's suddenly tripped, and his head is impaled on a tiny model of the Statue of Justice on Senator McCarthy's desk. The projectile bleeds for a solid minute, then dies. Suddenly, the housewife and family of three return to eating a meal far too big for them to finish. The CEO is now paid more than the rest of his workers combined and the doctor leaves the elderly woman mid-open heart surgery. Back at Congress, Matthew and Jesus high-five. Two pageant girls appear from seemingly nowhere and hug both of them. Real American Hulk Hogan's original entrance music for WWF starts blasting in the background. Roll credits. Yay! Dare I say, way better than the original. <laughs> yeah, let's just erase the original from... Canon and yeah. giving the American De crowd is what it wants. Definitely was like thinking you're challenging that like ending scene where, of Black Dynamite where he fights uh, Nixon. It is Nixon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Genu generally just like that tone yeah. carried it through. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, just generic communism hating and uh, generic American thing. And Jesus is white and American and he founded America. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> In the Middle East. In <laughs> Jesus yeah. fucking Christ, dude. Yeah, man. And Darth Hitler. <laughs> fucking Darth Hitler and like Matthew Blackheart like hitting with a, a with a Bible, Bible. yeah, making kill, kill Darth Hitler. Yeah, I just imagine him like opening pages to passages and quoting them as he's punching them. As he's like, yeah, that's some straight up Bible man shit. It is kind of Bible oh, man. the Jews and the, and the Bible ah, warns us yeah. about ladies like her. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Uh, don't YouTube search Bible man. Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't. A lot more people. 
are aware of Bible Man than you would think. I'm uh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I've definitely heard him made fun of on other podcasts. Yeah, I mean, my mom bought me the Donut Man tapes. So I've watched all those. That's not good. I mean, I bought those as an adult, and it's still not good. <laughs> yeah, it was well-intentioned. Um, Veg- Veggie Tales yeah, are those yeah. snake fuck ones that, like... No, hey, we're fun. We're all about cartoons and having a good time. But then all of a second, in the second Jesus. Yeah, right. And then the tomato's Swiss talking about fucking there. Christ. And you're just like, I don't know about this. Uh, yeah. uh, you had me at all the fun cartoon vegetable antics. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, we're, we're I not, came up with an idea for like a comic strip when I was a kid about, yeah, vegetables. Everybody, and I'm like, oh, Veggie Tales. Someone else had this idea. And I was like, I'm thoroughly disappointed the by fucking this man. shit. When I, I would have made it better. My my fucking broccoli kid was hella cool. When I talk to God, it's like God hasn't talked to you, you fucking fruit. Oh my god. But, um, I mean, in the literal that, sense. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the very literal sense. sense. Yeah. 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 We're not belittling anyone's religion, I want to make that clear. Yeah. Just Veggie Tales. We're definitely belittling Veggie Tales. We're Fuck, definitely fuck Veggie Tales. Yeah. So, uh, Rotten Tomato score critics, 53%. Man. I hate communism. Red dot scare, make America great again dot UK. Tasteless, but in a way that you can defend in film essays your professor will make you read in college. The Ghost of Roger Ebert. Mm-hmm. Audience, 77%. Is Roger Ebert fucking dead? Yeah. Christ. He's been dead for a while. <laughs> He's been dead for like six years. I don't know, and I don't care. Yeah, I, I fell. Well, audience, uh, what did I say, 77%? Yeah, whatever. Uh, Man, I hate communism. General Public, USA. Budget, $12 million. The movie had almost no special effects, no cast, no makeup, and five locations. <laughs> Expected gross profit, $95 million. Actual gross profit, $180 million. This was a festival darling, which people touted on Twitter for some reason. Trivia. The original creator of Matthew Blackheart was forbidden from stepping on set. Adolf Hitler himself was hired as a consultant to make sure the portrayal of Darth Hitler was accurate. <laughs> Where they retrieve him from his Antarctic base or something? Hey, we don't need to dive into it too much. Uh, several extras were accidentally decapitated by Kurt Russell's swift kicks. Their families were denied any compensation. And that's it. That's it. <sighs> Whoa! It's been such a good episode. (laughs) Jesus, guys. I'm so scared, guys. I'm like, these these episodes got me so scared. You're you're frightened? I'm I'm like... Are you terrored? You look at the hairs on my arm, they stand up, and the neck on my... The hairs on my neck stand up, because I am frightened by the stories that we had um, this month and we already had such a good one before and now the now and later we're gonna have another one what it's gonna be so crazy it's gonna be so scary I mean you ain't seen nothing yet the library they don't have another enough songs to have the fucking <laughs> buh repeat anymore. You know, you just yeah. got you got that you got those two. Yeah, I think it's for good fucking reason. So I think that's all we have to cover this week. Uh, Peter, I think you're forgetting something. Um, what's that, Des? Obviously, the premonition. 
Did somebody say premonition? The premonition! Premonition! Des, why? I mean, I'm dead in the future, so why do I give a fuck? Well, Des, we all die in the future. Actually, that is incorrect. What? Yes, the secret to eternal life is discovered mere hours after Desmond dies. On the toilet. Yes, thank you, Scott. On the toilet. I don't... I'm really digging using buckets now. All the freedom with none of the hassle. Quick follow-up. Uh, what do you do with those buckets once you fill them to the brim? What, what kind of question is that? I mean, I don't think it's a bad question. Well, fuck you, buddy. Wow. Des, little uncalled for. <sighs> I'm sorry, guys. If I'm going to be perfectly honest, pooping in buckets and bowls is kind of taking the joy out of my life. I can't look my kids in the eyes. My wife won't even talk to me. Now the governor's on my ass about the, the budget deficit. Meanwhile, I'm throwing all these buckets full of shit and piss all over the freeways at dawn. Excuse me, did you forget we were here? No, you're both very loud and this is a very small room. Excellent. We just want to remind you that a premonition is coming. The premonition! The premonition! Wait, why are you here? The Premonition! Beware, for it is coming! Uh, you mind if I ask you guys a question? I don't see why not. Why does everyone in the future yell so much? Oh, sweet, innocent past me! That will all be made clear in the next episode when... The Premonition arrives! The Premonition! Premonition! Yeah, wow, guys. Well, it looks like on our next episode, we'll finally get to the bottom of all this Premonition crap. Yeah, I mean, uh, looks like it. Well, was it just me, or was future me super condescending to me? I mean, you've always been self-deprecating. I guess... There's also a possibility that Amelia Earhart is uh, living in the South Pacific, married to some jungle chieftain, nurturing a parcel of grandchildren. But the probability is that she's dead. Amelia Earhart, dead, dead, dead.